First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Tottenham, Tottenham, don't be a Tottenham. You want goals? Tottenham's got the Tottenham, 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 Tottenham. I'm saying Tottenham very, very often. Hot shot, give them all you got. Let me make it plain. Tottenham are the kings, the kings of White Hart Lane. Tottenham, Tottenham. Hello, welcome to another edition of Top Ten Tottenham. Uh, the new show where Spurs fans discuss uh, not so much the greatest 10 moments, but the 10 moments that are most pertinent to them and their lives following Tottenham. Joining me tonight, an absolute regular on the Spurs show, actor, stand-up, raconteur, bon viveur, Andy Linden's here. How are you, Andy? Oh, good. Good morning, everyone. Uh, Nice to be on board. Lovely to have you. Lovely to see you. Now you're, li- I mean, out of the shows we've done on this particular uh, topic so far, I think your list is pretty eclectic. There's some stuff in here that I couldn't find footage for. Uh, it's a real, real good mixture. So let's kick off with your first top 10 Tottenham moment. And this is quite an iconic moment for fans of a certain age. Uh, in the first lockdown, we did a, a show about uh, Tottenham's greatest goals. And this goes down, probably certainly a lot of Spurs fans will say, Jimmy Greaves' greatest goal for Tottenham, and there was no TV camera to witness it. Hence, we don't have any footage of this uh, particular goal. It was against Leicester in the 68-69 season. We won 3-2. Greaves scored a hat-trick that day. What's your memory of of this goal? I think it may have been the equaliser. You're right, it wasn't televised. Um, Greece beat three defenders in the penalty box and he just kind of slalomed his way through it. It was a brilliant goal. And as a kid, I was behind the goal on a patch. And 
Uh, even then, there were Tottenham fans older, uh, who would kind of fire into Greaves or whatever. Yeah, it was, you know. The typical Spurs. They'd even fire into Jimmy exactly. Greaves. I mean, I mean, nothing's like, changed, is it? I mean, really. I was at school <laughs> then. I was my last year at school, and it was all like, you lazy bugger, Greaves, you dickhead. And then he'd score, and it would be, oh, Jimmy, we love him, we love you, Jimmy. But this goal was just unbelievable. He, he left. David Nish on the Rory, uh, an England defender at the time, he slalomed his way through and he put it, I think it could have been to the left of a keeper called, you probably wouldn't remember him, called Peter Shilton. Never, I don't <laughs> think uh, he amounted to anything, but, uh, yeah. and the goal was celebrated for at least three minutes. It was an incredible goal. It was ne- never televised. I bought the Monday paper uh, at school and it was just illustrations of, of Greaves, uh, this diagram of Greaves going through beating his three defenders uh, and it was talked about at school and it was a whole were you there, you were there you... because uh, as you know back then uh, unlike today, football was the highlights you got were match of the day or a big match or star soccer and the only live games you ever really got were the World Cup the FA Cup and the European Nations Cup as it was called then um, it, it, it still lives in the memory today then. you mentioned you mentioned there you you were at school at the time when did you start going to Tottenham when what was uh, and why why did you start going 65 66 season was my first season at Tottenham uh I'd been been supporting them for 60 years. Uh, My earliest memory was possibly the 3-1 Burnley Cup final. But, yeah, 65 was uh, my first season there where we... Did you grow up up in the area? Yeah, I was uh, uh, brought up in Tottenham. And, I mean, those days, uh, I'm really going back... uh, you, you supported a team that was on your manor then. Immediately now you can support who you like. I, I get that. But them days it was very much, you know, if a team was on your manor, that was it. You were, um, ironically, uh, I was born in Whittington Hospital, so it right. might would have been a goon. Oh, yeah. that would have been like to win the league, but they, yeah. <laughs> you know. Uh, <laughs> Uh, did but, you have any family members that, that, that took uh, you initially? Oh, it was a Tottenham fan, and one who was an arse. Um, but um, no, dad wasn't really in the box. He was in the boxing, not, not football, really. He wasn't. Yeah. He, he wake me up in the morning, so he'd watch at six, six o'clock in the morning. You'd watch all those televised fights, um, the alley, Liston, uh, that sort of thing. That's uh, about the only thing we had in common, really, was. Uh, uh, Fights. Uh, we had a few of them ourselves, but we won't go into that. Uh, <laughs> but that, that goal will, will live in the memory. I mean, you know, Greaves scored uh, a great goal poacher, and um, and that season, I do believe he he, um, he finished up top goal scorer, not just at Tottenham but in the league and England at the time. Although they were world champions. Had hit a dry run, uh, and the press and fans all over the country were begging Ramsey to pick him. He was the best forward. It was, it was his last great season for Spurs. 
obviously there's been a fallout after the World Cup because Ramsey never picked him again. Uh, but it's uh, that goal will always live in the memory. Um, it scored many great goals at Greaves, but I just remember for three or four minutes, Tottenham fans on the tail everywhere, we were just madly celebrating it because um, it was a classic goal. I mean, the, the, the second choice here is, well, I must admit, it's, it's, it's a strange one. I'm sure there's a story here. It's a moment, luckily, I was too young to remember. I've seen uh, much footage of it. Uh, my Arsenal mates still say for them it was their greatest moment. For many Spurs fans, one can argue this is one of their worst ever moments. It was that game at the end of the 70-71 season. I think we finished third that season. We had a good season that season. But Arsenal won the league on our own patch uh, with Ray Kennedy scoring a late goal. Why did you put that in your uh, 10 moments? Um, much as I had lots of joys with Tottenham, um, I've had many tracking. Times with Arsenal. I mean, my my first memory of going to Arsenal would have been um, the 67 68 season. We lost 4 0. We got battered. We lost 4 0. We won the lane 1 0. Greaves was in scored. But that League Cup semi final 68 69 season where. Um, we lost 2-1 on aggregate. Uh, I think Greaves put us in front in the second half with about, well, I'd say 15, 20 minutes to go. Radford scored around eight minutes from time, which knocked us out. But, but the, the comfort really was when <laughs> Arsenal lost to Swindon 3-1 and Don Rogers got a brace in the mud. Uh, but, yeah, the 71 was painful. Um, I got down to the ground uh, early. I was working for Maynard's, I think. Remember the suite factory? Yes, Maynard's Suites, yeah. Yes, that was it, yeah. You could really not get an inebriated arm. And, um, <laughs> and, um, oh, I won't go into that, but, uh, yeah, I, I must have got down there around 2.30, and it was quite heaving then. Got into the ground, and there were 53 thousand or so in the lane but there was something like over a hundred thousand outside that's right there was loads of Arsenal outside trying to get in London had turned up for this and mm. yeah Kennedy scored three minutes took from time with a header and axed an end I said it must, I'm so glad I wasn't around then it must have been the most I mean I, you know I remember the 5-0 defeat Boxing Day 78 and actually it wasn't Boxing Day for some reason was thinking, people say it's Boxing Day that was bad enough but that to see them and I know we drew with them later on and they go, we won the league twice at White Hart Lane. But to see them actually win it with a winner must have been sickening. If my memory should be right, um, I mean, we'd have got a draw 1-1. Leeds would have won the league. The irony, or the bit of irony, we, we actually won the league for Arsenal, beating Leeds 2-1 at Ellen Road. That's, That's right. Chivers, Chivers scored twice. Right, he got a brace. Um, God, I'm glad somebody else uh, can link into this. Um, if my memory's serving my Peters right near the end, um, hit the top of the bar. Uh, I may be wrong, it was so long ago, 50 years in fact. So I came out of there. I ended up, I didn't want to see any pals or anything. I ended up sitting on steps at a roar with my 
scar, grape toe in the shoulders. There's what seemed like hundreds and thousands of jubilant gooners were marching down the top of my road. And it it just felt like the Nazis have occupied Paris, you know, as they walked through the gate just so devastated, sat there with this lonely little figure, just inconsolable. And it, it did, it just felt like we'd been occupied. You know, I, I, it hurt so, so bad. Um, but I thought I'd put that, I, uh, obviously we've got some jubilant ones, but it, it, that hurt and it stayed, it stayed with me. Um, and we well, That's had- been a fan. I think it's important to talk about the ones that hurt as much as the ones that give us such elation. And that's certainly one. I mean, the third one here, again, I've, the, the, I love this season. The, the, the season in the 77, we're in the second division. Luckily, the, there's still lots of footage out there. Uh, but this is one game I couldn't find anywhere. It was Boxing Day. Uh, so it would have been 76 or 77, Boxing Day. Uh, at Millwall, uh, we won 3-1. John Duncan scored, Conan Lee and Peter Taylor. Uh, why did you put that one down? Um well, the reason me, uh, I decided to go on my own, go on my own. Uh, oh, to Millwall. Wow. Absolutely. I, I didn't want to go with any pals. Any, yeah, um, I just thought we were going to get caught up here. I remember the Charlton game. I think we lost 4-1. Yeah. And uh, we got battered uh, yeah. uh, with Millwall. I mean, uh, not only do they like a row, as we say, they can have a row. And, and you know... I thought to myself, well, you know, I'm going to go on my own. No, no, I'll book the coach. We're going on you know, uh, So, yes, it was Boxing Day. Uh, we won 3 1. Uh, that was great. Going back to the coach, um, we got on the coach, and from nowhere, from absolutely nowhere, we're attacked by uh, this whole of uh, fans were on the coach. The coach is rocking everywhere. There's bricks coming through the windows. We've all hit the Rory, all and this guy in the opposite aisle is uh, is just completely having a meltdown. It's Joyma! 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 We're all sat down here, glass shattering, and the drivers are going, what, what, what? Well, eventually the cavalry arrived. The old Bill arrived and that, and uh, scattered them all away. And I, I just, it just lives in the memory. And to this day, I, I never went back to Mill. And if we ever get relegated, <laughs> I ain't ever going. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it's, uh, there's a famous, there's a lot of talk about that. And there is uh, lots of footage about, you know, Mill saying when Tottenham come to us at the den and all that. It was. Uh, Amongst that hooligan fraternity, this was a much talked about game. Yeah, they couldn't wait for the mighty Tottenham to come there, you know. Well, it, it, because you're, you're not wrong, as I mean, we heard it in, in certain dis, dispatches as well that, uh, yeah, well, when they come down, I, I think they're going to have it with us. Yeah. We're talking about a club that, that's, that's uh, at its ground closed in 1933, you know. So they've had that long standing history of. Uh, you know, having a crew and an outfit and, you know, them and Leeds clashing and, and you just wouldn't mess with them. You, know, you had guys here in their 60s and, uh, uh, 
wanting rows and, and the rest of it, and having a, what they call a Millwall brick, uh, the newspaper wrapped up and folded up and bash you over the bonds with it. Um, so I, I, I wanted to go on my own. No trouble, let's go and see the game. I am a football fan. Yeah. <laughs> and, and like I say, um, so that lives in the memory, really, of all these, these Millwall fans clamouring on, on the coach. Bricks are going through. Yeah. Maybe if you ever go again, maybe next time, don't take a coach. Yeah. Jump on the tube and just casually walk down the road uh, and then just subtly dive into the away end. But there we go. Let's go with number four now. Uh, this moment is on most people's top ten moments, and rightly so. We never, ever tire of hearing it. 1981, FA Cup final replay. Let's remind us, not we need any reminding, let's listen again to that wonderful moment with ten minutes to go when Graham Roberts made the tackle, played it to Galvin, knocked it onto Villa, and the rest is history. Villa. And still Ricky Villa. What a fantastic run. He scored. Amazing goal by Ricky Villa. The big man from Argentina went round one, two, three. Joe Corrigan came to block. And Villa squeezed it in, as we see it again from behind the goal. Just look how many players he twisted and turned past, and then got his shot in. Why did you put that moment down, uh, Andy? Talk, where, where were you? What was your memory of that final? Uh, yes, well, we we kind of... The first game was, yeah, somewhat dull, but it was, a, it was very tense. As we all know, Big Rick went off. Um, I thought we got what seemed like a very fortunate equaliser, if, if we're really honest. Um, but that game, uh, the replay that Thursday night on a warm, what seemed like a warm May evening, maybe it wasn't. I can't it was, it was, yeah. Um, we started well. I thought we were on the front foot, as I like to say today. Um, and we were more ourselves and... Uh, it was, it was a 100th Cup final. Uh, it, dare I say, as every other Tottenham fan have said, the uh, the year one. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, I remember, I can remember Archibald to the right of the penalty area, unmarked. I can remember him remonstrating, like, I'm looking at Archibald thinking, he's free there, look, he's... he's it was a slalom, but it also, and I don't mean to be disparaging to Big Rick, it, it almost seemed like he stumbled his way through, you know, and yes, it was a great goal. I think it was more the moment, you know, that that that, that winning goal. Perhaps there had, had been better uh, a slalom like the Greavesy one, but it was the occasion, that moment, that, when we won it, I, I actually had tears in my eyes. I mean, I, I, uh, I just couldn't believe it that we'd... Um, and we had a good side, and I think Keith Birkinshaw was building and building. And, but, yes, I, I'll always remember that moment. Um, yeah, won't we all? Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, the, the tragedy, I, I just thought, 
you know, we, we were building him and we had a good side in 82. And uh, yeah, although we won it again, I thought we were tired, but we won it. And it's such a shame what happened to him. And, and, and they got rid of the scholar got rid of him because, in my opinion, I, mean, I don't mean to keep going on about this in my opinion, we haven't had, Tottenham haven't had a decent board in over 30 years, you know, and, and what, who knows what Birkinshaw could have done with that team because we were. A team, I think we were about a challenge for that league. I yeah. think if it had stayed, we would have, yeah. you know. But anyway, yeah, going back to that, that was just a glorious moment. Uh, um, and, and I'm so, so lucky to be there, really. Um, it certainly was. The, the last one before we go to a break, we go back to the early 70s now. Uh, it was the BBC goal of the season. It was an 11-man move finished off by Steve Perman, who lifted the FA Cup in 1981. We beat Burnley 4-0. Let's uh, listen to that goal again. It's Peters. Piers number 11 to Mallory. England. Gilsey. Oh, good flick. Piers. Mallory. Peters, good football by Tottenham. They're being given time. They're taking it. Perryman. It's Pierce. Perryman. Brilliant. What was your memory of this? Why did you pick this one out? I mean, there's been some great goals at Spurs over the years. Uh, this is probably up there for team move. Uh, this is there. What's your memory of this 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 moment? I just remember us playing well, and you know, there were times when we'd, we'd thrash Burnley. Uh, I, I can remember 68, I think it was 68, 69 season, we beat them 7 0. Uh, uh, but I just remember this 11 man, I didn't know it was 11 men at the time. It, it, it was told to us all after, I think, by the media or TV. But I just remember uh, uh, ping, 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 ping. And Paramount for some reason getting on the end of it and, and, and scoring and it, it, it was such a really good as you say team goal we played really well that day uh, there were times I'd seen where, where we'd thrash Burnley you know a couple of 4-0 7-0s and, uh, uh, um, uh, but we just played so well uh, and the football was great and we just, um, I just thought that day we really clicked as a team, you know, when Tottenham do that, that it all comes together, you know, uh, nothing's over hit or under hit, it's a right choice of pass. And I just remember it being, uh, and then I do believe watching the highlights on, I think it was Match of the Day, David Coleman was never really a Tottenham fan, of it, in my opinion, yeah, but. Even he just, it was almost like a reserved, brilliant. <laughs> uh, because I remember, do you remember, I don't remember when we beat uh, uh, Man United in a replay and, and Ardiles scored. Yes, yes. And again, it was his suppressed tone, this kind of, Three minutes to go. Oh, yeah. Yeah, of, um, oh, yeah. the, number, the number seven's done it. Yes, I remember and it, yeah. the Argent. Tinian's done it. Yes, it was a sports uh, night. That's yeah. right. That's right. But that's all he said was, yeah. like, brilliant. It was brilliant. Yeah. I think it was a little bit anti-Spurs. 
uh, but it was a wonderful goal to see. It was. Look, let's go to a quick break, and when we're back, we're going to discuss your final five moments in top ten Tottenham. Back in a sec. And we're back. Uh, Your next choice, again, is right up there with many people's choices, and rightly so. The UEFA Cup final, uh, 1972, first leg, away at Molyneux. Two extraordinary goals from Martin Chivers. Let's again listen to those two goals. Chivers. Chivers again. Bilzine spreading out square. What a shot! Pick that one out. Chivers second tonight after Spurs had been pushed back into defence. And it takes a player like Chivers to turn a situation from that into that and a Spurs lead. Parks beaten by the sheer speed and surprise of the shot. Two brilliant goals by Martin Chivers tonight, bringing his total in the competition to eight and Spurs to a two-on lead with just over... Were you there? Did you manage to get a ticket? Did you go up to Molyneux? Yes, I did, yeah. Um, I thought, again, we played well. It was a very hard-fought game and I just couldn't believe how many... um, uh, West Midlands Spurs we had. I didn't really know. Well, there's a big following up there at Tottenham uh, uh, supporters. Uh, that goal, I'm pretty sure it was from around 40 yards. It was a screamer. Yeah, I'd say, uh, yeah, I'm a gambling man. I'd say 40 yards. And we, we played very well that day. I mean, so did Wolves, of course. But um, we came back to the lane Scott Mallory scored uh, a header, uh, if my memory showed me right. And But I thought the second half and a lot of 30 minutes, we were hanging in there. We were hanging on, uh, if, we're, if I'm brutally honest. Um, but that game up there, uh, which I, I think all Tottenham fans would have been happy to get a draw and take them back to the lane, we won. And... Uh, it was the first also, I think it was the first, but well, certainly the first English uh, European. Yeah, all English, yeah. And it was a competition that we, we used to do quite well in, actually, uh, um, over the years. We got mm. to the Three semis. finals, yeah. Yeah, and we, we, we got to the semis uh, the following season. Uh, we beat by Liverpool. Goalkeeper called Ray Clements. Um, nothing ever happened to it. Uh, became of him, uh, uh, played a game of his life uh, at Tottenham. But that goal, that Chibbers goal was just unbelievable from 40 yards. It was a screamer. Um, and, yeah, so I thought I'd put that in the list because, you know, Chibbers was a, a great servant at Tottenham. Um, 
I think I, I saw him at the, um, the Spurs show that we did over at the Hungry Club and, and had a chat with him. And I, I remember him breaking his leg against Forrest. Uh, we won 2 0. But, um, but I, I thought um, for about, I don't know, three or four seasons, Chibbers was hot for Tottenham. Uh, I think really um, scored many good goals, got a brilliant goal against um, Stoke. Beat him 3 0. Um, goalkeeper again, you wouldn't remember him, Golden Banks, nothing ever really <laughs> came of him. Um, and he, uh, it was an acute angle, another great goal for him. And of course, the Aston Villa uh, 2 0 at Wembley. Uh, the second goal again was um, a lovely little drag back, brought it back onto, I think, of his right foot, slid it in 2 0. But yes, I think that was one of his best goals. The, uh, oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. The seventh, your moment number seven, uh, again, is in pretty much everyone's list. What I like about it is it was two years ago, how far we've fallen in two seasons, but that's an <laughs> entirely whole different show. But it will just always be remembered as that night in Amsterdam. Let's have a listen. Batista licks away. Ben Davis with a tackle. Here's Son. Sissoko. Here's Deli Alley. Here's Lucas Mora. Oh, they did it! I cannot believe it! Lucas Mora with the last kick of the game. The Ajax players collapse to the ground. Tottenham Hotspur are heading to the Champions League final with a goal that we just couldn't believe. Jermaine Genus is speechless. Absolutely speechless. And so is everyone inside this stadium. I can't believe it, Flick. <laughs> Referees have a look at the watch. I don't know where he's getting the time from. Here's Sissoko. Get in the corner. Down he goes. The full-time whistle! It's glory, glory, Tottenham Hotspur! In the most amazing Champions League semi-final that most of us have ever seen. Even Harry's ankle's looking all right all of a sudden. History made in Amsterdam by Mauricio Pochettino and his players. It's the greatest night in Europe for 35 years since the days of Hoddle and Ardiles. And maybe the best of all time. It's what Champions League dreams are made of. It's a night these players and supporters will never forget. Tottenham Hotspur have come to the Netherlands. Where were you that night? Where, where were you when that extraordinary turnaround happened? Uh, well, I was in Amsterdam a, a day or two and, yeah, I, um, with some pals and we were out, played at the lane overall, I thought. And did you manage to get tickets or did you yeah. just hang out in a bar? So you're no, actually in the stadium? Uh, it was in the stadium, um, yeah. uh, got a very good stadium, mate, uh, the uh, Ajax. Um, and we were losing, uh, as you know, 2 0 at half time. Um, I, I'm thinking, well, all right, you know, damage limitation, blah, blah, blah. And they, Ajax were going for yet another one. And I, I, I don't know if they got a little overconfident or careless, but. Um, we pulled it to 2-1 and I'm, well, well done, Tottenham, well done, we, you know, we're going, we get it to 2-all and we're all going, 
ape, you know, all going quite ape over it and jubilant. And, man, I'm thinking, look, that's great. We lose. We, that's, you know, a bit of pride. And we've gone down fighting. But obviously when the third went in, um, just uncontrollable jubilation from Tottenham fans. We couldn't believe it. We couldn't, yeah. Uh, a memorable, memorable night. Um, uh, Pochettino came out and you could see how emotional he was. I, in my opinion, I don't think we've had a more passionate manager since Bill Nicholson regarding Tottenham, you know. And he brought in this other fellow with him. Um, I don't think anything ever became of him, um, Levy. Um, but, um, oh, no, he's still our um, chairman, this mad emperor, but we won't go into that now. Um, this this um, uh, accountant that masquerades as a chairman. But anyway, um, it was a wonderful, wonderful night. And as you say, it was only two seasons ago. And What happened after the game? Where did you go? Presumably you were mixing with Ajax fans. Uh, uh, well, Billy, they were, they were quite magnanimous on the whole. Yeah, um, well, saying that, we got pelted with coins um, before the game coming into the, uh, <laughs> you, you know, uh, oh, more euros, more euros, more cents, cents, darling. But, um, yeah, we were pelted by them, but... Uh, we it was very hard to we eventually did find a bar near the hotel um but it was a long walk back to our hotel um we'd been kept back which these things happen but we were all jubilant we'd won we'd uh, uh the champions league final as you know yes uh a great great memorable night um, and a great tour because I mean, we'd been to Dortmund we'd I'd been to Barcelona I don't know that may have been the season before um, but it was a great European tour and uh, and yes that will live on in the memory uh, I, I like going to these European games that you can I normally go the day before check the town out and that uh, thing is a lot well most Fans, Brit fans, anyway. You, you arrive at the airport at eleven o in the morning, and you're on the plane, and all you can hear is they're on it, they're on it at eleven o. And I, I, I've seen it at um, and look, you do what you like, whatever you know, tickles your nuts, but um, I, I've seen it where you, you you're watching a European game, uh, was it Dortmund, uh, and. It, there's two guys asleep. There's one with sickle down. You paid all that money. You paid a monkey, your hotel, all that. And you've missed the game. <laughs> oh, but yeah, I like to have a drink myself about, you know, half past four in the afternoon. We'll have a couple. I do want to see the game. But I've seen it by one o'clock. They're on a spread eagle on the floor. Uh, and it. it but I dare say that's our culture, really. I shouldn't really fire into um, our own kind. Yeah, no, you're, you're, you're right. Uh, choice number eight, this is an interesting one. Uh, a game, I, another one I kind of erased until you mentioned it, and obviously I looked it up. The 2009 League Cup final against Manchester United, we drew 0-0, we then lost 4-1 on penalties, Choluca scored, and then O'Hara missed, and then Bentley missed the one that meant the cut went to Man United. Let's have a little listen here. David Bentley. One of their late sub 
for Tottenham. Here's this one. Oh, he's put it wide! Well, that sums up his season, basically. You know, O'Hara's in tears there, but Bentley has had a disappointing season, and that sums it up for him, missing that. That really now, it's a mountain now for, for Tottenham. It really is. No matter what Gomez does now, Anderson now comes up to take the penalty, but that was a horrendous time to, to miss up missed the penalty why did you put this one in Andy a League Cup final defeat where, where were you what were you doing uh, well um, originally I couldn't go I tickets I was working on Harry Potter believe it or not you're on the Harry Potter film I, I, yeah. I couldn't do it uh, couldn't get away and uh, we're working away and um, the sound men uh, the sound desk there were two Arsenal fans oh and, uh, you know, they kept me, in, you know, uh, uh, well, trying to do a scene, uh, uh, rehearsing, doing a scene, and nil-nil, 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 giving it all that nil-nil. Right. right, we're going for a take here. Going for a take. Camera rolling, sound rolling, and, and action. And one of them's gotten lost on penalties. <laughs> what? Fuck it. Oh, oh, fuck. And then you hear, ah, did he say fuck? Because yeah, uh, uh, everyone's come down and all that. Well, and I'm now distraught. I'm thinking, oh, God almighty. Okay. Camera rolling, sound rolling, action. Did you say we lost on penalties? And, uh, what's wrong? What are you saying something about penalties? Oh, and I, I, it, it took me a couple of minutes to get back to work, you know. And, oh. oh, dear me. So I, I just had to bring it up. Um, I missed the final. I, yeah, I did have a ticket. I, I, I You picked up on a theme there that, that we haven't talked about before. When you have these moments when you're either working and you hear this or whatever, you're on a holiday and it ruins the holiday. Or the one you always get is you're at a wedding. You'll be invited to a wedding, a Saturday or Sunday, the fixtures will come through and you'll go, oh, no, I'm all right, no, no, okay. And then bloody Sky Sports will change the fixtures. And you're like, what? But it's Arsenal that day, we've got Arsenal. What, we can't, we've said we're going to go to the wedding, no. So you'll get to the wedding, you get to church. Anyone, anyone got a little telly? Anyone got their phone? Now you can get it on your phone. But it can incredibly ruin moments that could be joyous. Yes. Tottenham, and you're not even there, and they can still ruin your day. And apparently, um, yeah, we did play well in that final overall. We did, actually. We did. Yeah, well, we did. Um, but as I say, it, um, they were two gooners, and I was just about and then he's just lost on penalties <laughs> <laughs> your uh, your penultimate uh, moment this this is a nice one again no one sort of just wanted to talk about a player and the player that that obviously resonates with you was the great late Dave Mackay uh, rather than putting a uh, sort of clips of goals here's a little tribute that was uh, um, uh, bestowed upon him uh, with him being interviewed as well quite a few years ago. Let's listen to uh, Mackay himself and other great Tottenham players talk about the great man. 
The backbone of the double-winning side was Dave Mackay, but the club were lucky to sign him. Bill Nicholson showing once again why he's one of the best managers in the business. Played at the World Cup in '58. Mel Charles, John's brother, was a fantastic player and he had a wonderful World Cup. And everybody wanted him when he came back. But Mel didn't want to leave Swansea. Bill Nick went and got Mackay. When Tottenham Hotspur came down to, to sign me, I didn't want to go. But after speaking to Bill Nicholson, and these guys have got this authority about them, that you might think, hey, he knows what he's talking about. So I decided to go in the finish. And it's probably the best thing I've ever done. And so the Scot moved down from Hearts and quickly integrated into the team. You know, all I, I used to think at Tottenham, that we are going to score goals, regardless, you know. We play anybody, I don't care who we play, we're going to score goals. Spurs moving around, always someone wanting the ball, always someone moving in the space. There's Mackay, and go number six. They're all going to score goals. So we're going to win the match. If we, the defence, I'm taking myself as a defender, if we defend and don't let any goals in, we've won the match, which happened regularly. But he did suffer from his fair share of injury problems. A recurring knee injury kept him out of the famous 5-1 Cup Winners' Cup final victory. And I was so sad because I wasn't playing. I had the injury at the, that particular time. And I had played for Scotland up at Hamden and got a, a a muscle, I'd done a muscle in the stomach, the pelvic injury, so I couldn't play. So I was delighted for the boys, obviously, but so sad I didn't play. And it's only because I played for Scotland and had the injury against Austria. And his never say die attitude and short fuse on the pitch is probably best portrayed in this iconic photo of him with Billy Bremner. Well, Billy, I mean, he's not the best at keeping his temper. And I went past Billy, tackled him, and stood up, and he came round. He passes the right leg, the good one. He knows which is the bad one, and whacks the left leg. And at that time, I really could have done. I could have threw him over this. I felt so angry and so strong. I could have done anything with him. But he was a smashingly player, a brilliant player, but dirty even. And was Dave a dirty player? Tough, yes, but dirty, no. You know, like people, one or two say you were a dirty thing. I was never like that, but I'm a different person off the park than I am on the park. If I'm on the park, I've got to be the winner. I mean, you obviously don't win all the time, but I've got to be the... When we're playing five-a-side in the gym, it's a rough house in there, and that's against my own players. Mackay did so much for Tottenham. When he first came here, he transformed everything. It was remarkable. I can't explain it really, but he came into the training sessions at the first stage and everybody just went, you know, what have we got here? You know, and because everything was so important, everything was dynamic, and there were squabbles galore over goals, whether they were goals or weren't goals, even in five-a-side matches. Played on the same five-a-side team as it, uh, because Cecil Pointing used to love seeing you know, people get stuck into each other. And that used to happen to Mackay and myself, you know, most mornings. 
Um, but he was just a fantastic footballer. I've got to be the winner. It doesn't always work, but same in the gym and, and things like that. I go crazy with uh, tackling and things like that. To play against, he was a nightmare. I mean, he was, because he was so good. I mean, I, I've even said, and I'll say now, Bill Nichols said it was the best buy he ever made. I was disappointed because I, Ralphie Coase thought he was going to be the best buy that Bill ever made, or I thought I was going to be the best buy. But he, he stuck with, uh, you know, Dave McKay, which I fully agree with. I think he was the best all-round footballer I've ever seen. He could play in any position. He even played in goal for Scotland once uh, for half an hour, never let a goal in. What was it about Dave Mackay that made you go, I, I, I need to put him in my show? As kids, we all love Greaves. You know, uh, Jimmy Greaves, if he, most young Tottenham school boys or whatever were, were tugging Greaves. Um, I was as well, coach, but Mackay was just, and although he, I, I missed quite a bit of him when he got injured, he, you know, um, he just had these, as a kid, uh, catching qualities, real, uh, and he had skill. Imagine, it's very hard, uh, imagine Graham Roberts, but with, no disrespect, twice the skill of Roberts, twice. Skill on that. Um, for me, he was even, I'm being biased, he was better than Bobby Moore. He was more skillful as well. He was an oh, iron man. He had that kind of give a man, real captain's qualities about him. Um, he was a left half, um, number six, he was then. Um, and um, what games I did see of him, he. he uh, just a real captain and drive and uh, I remember him in that cup final as well uh, we beat Chelsea 2-1 I, I, I couldn't go um, but I, I just always remember his captain qualities and I was at that game there's a famous picture every Tottenham fan's probably got it uh, we, when we played Leeds when he skirked Bremner um <laughs> uh, I mean, what went down? I mean, he's never been proud. He was never proud of that. But Bremer had deliberately kicked the uh, the leg that he'd broken twice, and he knew it as well. It, it, it was vicious and nasty, and he just immediately got up and went for him. And yeah, and you could see in the background, you can see. Uh, I think it was um, it wasn't Jack Taylor, the ref. I think Birkinshaw. I think Norman. No, no, lads, no, 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 lads, it's only a game, one of those. Uh, and keep that calming down. Um, we won that game, by the way, I think 3-1. But he was a, a great captain, I think, for me, uh, it, being an old fart, it, it's what Tottenham need now, that kind of captain, that midfield, gent, you know, uh, I always wanted him to become Spurs manager. I always wanted him. I couldn't, couldn't understand the board because I'm sure he would have come. And as you know, he went on to play for this so-called croc, went on to play for Derby, uh, brought them up in the team, won the league and the club and managed them and won the league himself. You know? and, uh, I just saw him as a great captain and a great footballer, uh, in my opinion. Uh, 
my favourite all-time player. I love it. Hard all we all do, and that, and Greavesy, and all these greats, you know, and Gazza, and all that. But for me, Dave McKay were all, so he was um, just uh, a schoolboy's dream, if you like, a schoolboy's yeah. hero. It's interesting that you, you mentioned Gazza because your final choice, again, and rightly in many, many people's choices, would certainly be in my top 10. That day at Wembley, 1991. We faced Arsenal, who we talked about earlier, doing us at White Hart Lane. This time round, it was Arsenal going for a League Cup double. We went there not expecting much, and none of us will forget this moment of brilliance from Paul Gascoigne. Mabbott has gone forward with Stewart to the right, Lineker and Howes to the left. Is Gascoigne going to have a crack? He is, you know. Oh, I say! Brilliant! Schoolboy's own stuff. Oh, I bet even he can't believe it. Is there anything left from this man to surprise us? That was one of the finest free kicks that this stadium has ever seen. Seaman got his hands, couldn't hold. Spurs have the lead. Paul Gascoigne. What was your memory of this uh, moment? You you were working at the you told me you were working at the comedy store there. Yeah, the night before. Uh, the, what was the, the story there? That's right. The, the night before, yeah, I was uh, doing the store, um, and I can't quite remember who's on the bill. I remember a load of uh, a, lot, a lot of comics were gooners at the time. We talk about this shit, a load of gooners, and. It was, you're going to get it tomorrow, Linda. We're going to we're, we're going to get you tomorrow, Linda. Ah, we'll smash you. And they did have, a, you know, uh, the best defence, the best keeper. And you're right, they were going for the double. And I, I just kept clinging on to this over the year one, the year one, the year one. <laughs> uh, and to be honest, I didn't give us hope in hell. I no, I didn't either. Um, and I went along, like, uh, and the night before, um, there's a comic who, who became a great writer, I won't mention his name, that invited me. Uh, no, you must come around, didn't you? No, Richard, don't worry about that. You're welcome. Don't worry, we won't fire it into you. We won't rub it in. Look, please come round and enjoy it. Uh, so this is after the game or the uh, night well, before? This was on the night before. The night uh, before. Uh, and he was saying, I, well, as I say, I won't mention his name. Uh, uh, and there was a lot of... Uh, Alan Davis was there, of course. Uh, I mean, kicked over several other Arsenal fans. Uh, this particular chap was... Uh, all right, yeah, maybe I will. We'll let, yeah. Yes, come round. Well... We get to the game the day after. You know what happens that first 20, 25. We were just an unrecognisable. We, we, our football was amazing. Before we got that, that, that guy, I thought we just, we played them off the park for the first 15, 20 minutes. Got, and a goal, oh, just incredible. It must have been, I, I don't know, 35 yards out. And if you remember, I think Arsenal put a two-man wall rather than a four 
if my memory serves me right. It wasn't the best of walls because we were so far away. It was almost like the book was so far. Do we do a wall? Do we do? I think it was like sort of three men and in it, whatever. But it was a, a strange wall in the middle of the pitch uh, because it was so far out. It, it was utterly bizarre. I didn't quite know how to set it up. That's right. And the thing is, we played Derby, if you remember that season, and Gatler, the cash going, actually scored two. I think it was two. Against against Peter Shilton, who you mentioned was in goal for the uh, Greaves all the years yeah. on. He was well, at Derby, one in each corner from three kicks. That's right. Yeah. Um, well, I said it wouldn't amount to much, and, and, and there you are, which... Uh, Yes, I mean, that too was from that 35 yards, 30 yards, amazing. And it went in, I think it was top right-hand corner. We were totally ecstatic, unbelievable. Um, 2-0, I think it was. And uh, I think Campbell scored just before half-time. When Alan's, Alan Smith got a header. Uh, Smith oh, scored with a header, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm, yeah, but... Lenica Dunning at the finish, and it was just a great, great, great day, a memorable day for all Tottenham fans uh, uh, as we went on to win it. Um, I suppose to say I did um, pop round for this um, uh, little party after which uh, <laughs> did materialise. Apparently, everyone was shooed away. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and it never happened, really. So, it, it, so even the wake didn't happen. So, it, 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 uh, but a glorious night, uh, day, and, and as you know, we went on to win that, and that was the last time we won the cup. Um, yeah, I mean, that's bizarre in itself. It's been so long. Very you know. memorable. Yeah, that's great, Andy. Thank you so much. Wonderful, wonderful memories there. Some iconic games, some moments that obviously close to your heart thank you so much for coming on Top 10 Tottenham the Kings of White Hart Lane Top 10 Tottenham this is a playback media production get all the associated links for this podcast at spurshow.net Sports Social Podcast Network step into the world of power loyalty and luck i'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse with family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.